Are we rolling? Good deal. Well, that was, that was pretty awesome. I had uh, so many people this week who have reached out and uh, talked about how much they missed uh, Austin and, and Alyssa and the rest of our worship team. So it was good to, to be with them again, uh, to worship together. Uh, even though we're in different places, uh, the Spirit of God connects us and joins us uh, from home to home. And uh, I'm not sure if uh, Austin and Alyssa were six feet apart. So we'll talk to, about, talk to them about that later. Uh, but that was, that was a good time and a fun time. Um, we're going to take up an offering now. Uh, just encourage you uh, to continue giving as we move through this interesting time. Uh, you uh, should have gotten an email this week from us with some instructions on how to do that. And uh, the easiest way, really, to continue giving uh, is to download our Riverstone app and use that. It's a really easy, easy thing uh, to use. You can also uh, text to give. Uh, I think that number may be on the screen. Uh, it's uh, 678-608-3494. So you can do that. Uh, and there's a, there's a mailing address that was in the email that we sent out, and it might be uh, a little confusing. It looks like just a regular, ordinary mailing address. It's actually our post office box. And so you can, if you want to send snail mail, you can send it that it'll to that address. That's our post office box. It's it's uh, very secure, and uh, so no risks in doing that. Um, I want to read uh, our offering prayer today is from St. Patrick. Uh, Tuesday was uh, St. Patrick's Day, so uh, in honor and memory of him, we're going to read this prayer uh, that he made famous: uh, Christ with me, Christ before me. Christ behind me, Christ in me, Christ beneath me, Christ above me, Christ on my right, Christ on my left, Christ when I lie down, Christ when I sit, Christ when I stand, Christ in the heart of everyone who thinks of me, Christ in the mouth of everyone who speaks of me, Christ in every eye that sees me, Christ in every ear that hears me. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Uh, so a couple of things before uh, we move into the, the teaching time today. So our services will continue online. Uh, and you know, some people have asked how long. We, we really don't know. Uh, the best answer I can give you is that we will continue to hold services online until we're told that it's safe to gather. Um, I know we, we would love to gather. We would love to uh, be together. Uh, but it's really not about what we want. Uh, the thing that matters most is what is best for others. And so we want to be good citizens and we want to be um, faithful to, to do what's what's good for our neighbors. And so we will not gather until uh, we are told and convinced that, that it's safe to do so. A um, couple of things going on will continue through the course of the uh, weeks to come. A call to pray is every Tuesday at noon, and that will be on Facebook Live. 
I'd love for you to join us. A lot of you joined us last week. It was a great time. Uh, Wednesday night, we will continue to have Bible study and and our prayer time on Wednesday at 7. And that's also uh, on Facebook Live. Uh, There will not be a a night of prayer this week, um, which normally would have happened on Thursday. Um, it It won't happen here. But there will be teams ready to pray. And so if you would email a prayer request uh, to terry at riverstoneonline.org, he will get those out, those requests out to teams from the Night of Healing Prayer team. They will pray for your request, and all of those uh, requests will be held uh, confidential. So uh, send those emails. Um, Riverstone Youth and Riverstone Kids will be online as well. Um, And then one last thing I want to say before we move into the message is please pray uh, for our missionaries. Uh, We have missionaries from Riverstone uh, all around the world, and and some of them are in places where where corona is is, um, much worse even than than it is here. And uh, just pray for them, especially pray for the Eddie family um, in Spain. Uh, They have... um, Several family members, two two of Marie's brothers who have been in in the hospital who are who are in ICU currently uh, and uh, tested positive. Uh, Marie is quarantined at home. She and Bill and she has symptoms uh, of Corona and uh, so just pray for them. Uh, one of their daughters was really really sick last night early into the morning and had to go to the hospital and so. Uh, pray for her. Just pray for their whole family and for all of our friends in Spain. Uh, others, I talked with the Fraley's yesterday in Scotland, and, and uh, Lee is uh, having some uh, some symptoms. Don't they? Don't know uh, necessarily. She hasn't te- tested uh, or anything, but but the symptoms are such that they've they're quarantined for 14 days. So pray for them. Um, and then other missionaries that are in places that uh, I can't really mention, but uh, you know who they are. And uh, pray for them and ask the Lord uh, for his power and his mercy and his grace to be released on their behalf. So everyone is, is looking for something to do. You know, we all, uh, we think uh, when we have the, opportunity or the possibility of uh, having a, a week at home. We think that would be glorious, and about a day or a day and a half into it, uh, we're wondering, well, what am, what am I going to do with my time? And uh, everyone's looking for something to do, uh, and everybody in this particular situation, because it's so different, uh, the question is not just what can I do, it's, it's you know, what am I allowed to do? Uh, what, and, you know, can I do this? Should I do that? Uh, can I go here or there? Or, you know, what, what are the rules? And uh, how many puzzles can I put together? And uh, so there, there are just so many things that, you know, we're, we're trying to figure out things to do and ways to, to fill our time uh, because we, you know, maybe you're not going to work or, you're not going to school. You're not doing the things that you normally do. And so here, here's what I want to suggest. I'm going to suggest one thing. One thing for you to do 
during this time. This, this is a time that um, we're forced into uh, a, a private space. And uh, we have an opportunity, I think, in this time. And, and I would suggest that you use this time to get to know Jesus. Use this time to get to know Jesus. Francis Frangipane, in his book, Holiness, Truth, and the Presence of God, said this, what could be more important than finding God? Take a day, a week, a month, and do nothing but seek him. He promised, you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart. Find God, and once you have him, determine to live the rest of your life in pursuit of his glory. As you touch him, something will come alive in you. Something eternal. Someone almighty. Philippians 3.10, Paul says, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in his suffering, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow to attain to the resurrection from the dead. Uh, this verse, Philippians 3.10, I believe is the, was the cry of Paul's heart. This was the thing that uh, was foremost for him. He, he wanted to know Jesus. He wanted to know Christ as fully as he could be known. That was his heart. More than anything else in life, he wanted to know Jesus. He wanted to be with him. He wanted to live life in his presence and even to the point of wanting to, to enjoy or, or know or experience his suffering. Even to the point of death, Paul wanted to experience everything that he could of who Jesus is and, and all that Jesus had done and all that Jesus had been through. Paul wanted to be a part of it because he wanted to know Jesus as fully as Jesus could be known. So what could be a better use of your time than getting to know Jesus? I want to read from the Gospel of John, chapter 17. An amazing, amazing few verses. This is from a, a prayer that Jesus prays for his disciples and, and, and actually for us as well. But I'm just going to read a small portion of it, the first three verses from, from John 17. Father, the time has come. Glorify your Son, that your Son may glorify you. For you granted him authority over all people, that he might give eternal life to all those you have given him. Now this is, this is the key, verse 3. Now this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Lord, I pray uh, that you would speak to us this morning, uh, that you would speak from your word, that you would speak from your heart. I pray that we, through your spirit in, inside of us, would hear the thoughts of your heart and even, even the thoughts of your mind resonate in us that we would receive instruction from you today in Jesus name
Amen. So I'm just going to mention uh, on this subject of uh, getting to know Jesus, I, I want to mention three things. Uh, three things pretty, pretty simply. Uh, number one, uh, get to know him better. Get to know him better. I, I love the people of Riverstone. I, I believe that Riverstone is an unusual place. Uh, there's a spiritual depth uh, here that is unusual. Uh, it's, it's not not the norm. And, and I've been around, I've been in a lot of different different places and spent time with uh, in different groups of people. But there's something here among the people of Riverstone that is uh, it's unusual. Not necessarily unique, but at least unusual. Yeah, there's a depth, uh, and, and sometimes that can cause you, because you're in a good place, uh, to stop or, or to slow down. And I just want to say, uh, don't do that. Continue. Continue to pursue him. Continue uh, to grow in him, because he has more for you. He has more for you. It, no matter where you are, no matter how um, mature you may be in, in your walk with him. Don't allow yourself to become complacent. Uh, don't get comfortable. Uh, he has more for you. And, and much of the time, uh, the more that he has for you is outside of what is comfortable. So use this time to go deeper. Use this time that, that we have. Uh, allow God to use this time that has been uh, thrust upon us uh, for something holy. Let God turn what, what seems like an awful thing, which is in so many ways an awful thing. Let, let God turn it and, and make something holy out of it in you and for you. Allow him to take you deeper. Ask Jesus uh, during this time for a greater hunger for him. Uh, ask him to give you a clearer understanding of his heart, uh, in particular of his heart for you and his heart for, for those around you, uh, especially for the least of these. Ask for a more intimate love for him uh, and ask him to give you a deep, deep love for the things that he loves. Uh, don't stop because he has more for you. Use this time to get to know him better. Uh, the second thing I would say is use this time to get to know him again. Get to know him again. Uh, the truth is that uh, some have drifted. Uh, some have drifted and we, we know uh, what you have to do in order to drift. You know that, right? What, what do you have to do? In order to drift, you, you, you have to do nothing. Uh, you just stop and you will drift. Uh, drifting is, is the easiest thing. Uh, it can happen. It happens so easily. You don't have to, it, it takes no effort. Uh, drifting takes no effort whatsoever. You simply stop. Uh, maybe something happens. Uh, maybe you're disappointed. Maybe you're angry. Maybe you've been, you've been hurt or you've been wounded by someone. Maybe you can remember exactly when it happened. Maybe you can remember the very moment that it started. Uh, you stepped away. Uh, or, you, or you sat down. Or you just turned your back. Uh, maybe you can't. Uh, 
Maybe you can't remember. Maybe you, you didn't even realize that it had happened until just now. Maybe you're ashamed to turn around. Maybe you know that you've drifted. Maybe you know that you've, you've wandered uh, and, and now you're, you're embarrassed. You're ashamed. Um, you don't want to admit to God that you've drifted. Uh, the Bible gives us this incredible, this beautiful picture of how the Father responds uh, to those who have drifted away and want to return. Uh, it's the story that Jesus tells of, of the prodigal son, and we see in this picture uh, the Father uh, jumping off of the front porch and running down the path to meet uh, the prodigal son who is returning, who has, has turned and begun the journey back home. And uh, the, the lesson that we learn from that is, is the Father's heart is always receptive to us. He longs for you, uh, no matter the reason, and no matter what it was that caused you to sit or, or, or to turn away, uh, or simply to stop, no matter what the reason, uh, he longed for you uh, to turn and begin the journey to him. So I would say, uh, get to know him better. Secondly, uh, get to know him again. Uh, return. If you've drifted, make the choice during this time to return to him, to renew uh, your faith in him, to renew your love for him, to renew your pursuit of him. And then the third thing I would say is uh, some, there are some who don't, don't know him at all and, and you never have. Uh, maybe you just happened on this uh, recording today. Maybe you uh, have never been to Riverstone. Maybe, maybe you don't go to church at all. Maybe uh, a friend just encouraged you to watch this today. So there, there are certainly some, uh, I believe, who are watching this today who, who don't know him at all and, and never have. And I would just simply say, uh, let, me, let me first, let me just try to answer a couple of questions that you might have for him uh, or about him. Uh, and, um, I, you know, the, the problem with trying to do that, trying to explain Jesus in, in 15 or 20 minutes, it's impossible. Uh, he is... He's so much more than I can explain, uh, but I can hit a few high spots, and uh, I would say I would encourage you hear what I say rather than focusing on what I don't say. Um, who is he? Who is he? he? He's the only begotten, holy, and perfect son of God who came to earth and lived and died and rose again after three days so that you and I could be forgiven and have opportunity uh, to move into relationship with his father, our God. What is he like? Uh, what is he like? Jesus has uh, an intense love for his father. That's one of the things that is most noticeable about him. We've talked a lot uh, at Riverstone about the fact that Jesus was a man of prayer. That uh, If you read through the Gospels, you see on a regular basis, he's going off here to prayer. He's sneaking away from the crowd uh, to spend time in prayer. He's up early in the morning before daybreak to pray. He's staying up all night to pray. And 
I'm convinced that the, the motivation for the, the prayer life of Jesus was simply a love for his father. He loved being with his father. He loved talking to his father. And so every chance he got, he would steal away and spend time in prayer with his father. So if you want to know what Jesus is like, uh, first of all, he has an intense love for his heavenly father. Uh, secondly, he is filled with, with and moved by compassion. He's filled with compassion and he's moved by compassion. He has compassion for those that are hurting. He has compassion for those that have lost something or lost someone who are hurt, who are wounded. Uh, one time he was moving through a city called Nain. Uh, this is found in, in the Gospel of Luke, and he comes across a funeral. There's a woman there. She's a widow, and she has lost her son. He has died, and they're having this funeral uh, for her son, who's described as a young man. And Jesus has compassion for this widow, and he stops the funeral. And he raises her son from the dead and gives him back to his mom. Uh, and the Bible describes this, the actions of Jesus as being motivated by compassion because he, he looked at this woman uh, and he felt for her. Uh, he loved her. He had compassion for her. Uh, Jesus has compassion for the lost, those who, who don't know him, uh, those who do, don't have hope. Uh, Jesus himself said, I came to seek and to save lost. When Jesus was questioned one time about why he spent so much time with the lost and the lonely and the rejected by society, uh, his response was, uh, those who are sick need the doctor. Those who are sick need the doctor. Uh, Jesus was moved with compassion for the least of these. In Scripture, we see him pursuing uh, lepers and women and the poor and all those who were kind of pushed to the side by society during his day. He, he pursued them. Uh, even disciples, uh, the 12 that were chosen, uh, were just everyday common workers. They, they were not the elite. In fact, they were probably those who had been passed over. Uh, by the religious establishment. And Jesus says, come and follow me. Come and follow me. And, and then he says also in Matthew 25, whatever you do to the least of these, you do to me. So he identified with the least and had compassion for them. Uh, so what is he like? He has an intense love for his father. He has compassion uh, for the lost, lonely, the rejected, for those on the fringe. Uh, Another thing that describes Jesus is that he gave up the riches of heaven to live in the poverty of earth. He gave up the riches of heaven to live in the poverty of earth. And he did this for one reason. He did this for you and he did it for me. He did it for us so that we could have relationship with his father through faith in him. He gave up everything 
so that we could be forgiven and so that we could become a part of his family. In, in the Gospel of John, uh, chapter 1, it says, I came to his own, and his own received him not. But to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. And so he, he came, he gave up the riches of heaven and, and lived in the poverty of earth so that you and I could become family to him, so that we could join his family. Uh, what is he like? He is one who loves to give. Uh, he said one time, uh, come to me, all of you who are weak and burdened and I will give you rest. Uh, this is a passage of scripture that is uh, particularly relevant right now. Uh, a lot of us are, are feeling weak and we feel burdened and, and the stress of this time maybe is getting you down and, and uh, weighing heavy on you. I, uh, I got a message this morning, early, early this morning from a, an old high school classmate. Uh, he, he's a medical doctor. And um, he's on the front lines. He's working in the ER. And uh, he reached out to me early this morning. We, we talked back and forth a little bit uh, on Messenger. I uh, had a chance to pray for him and really and just encourage him. And I, I knew, we, we haven't talked in, in years, and I knew that he had specifically sent me out uh, because he needed prayer. And I had a chance to pray for him encourage him this morning and then a couple of hours later I got a message back from him and uh, he said he had just gotten to the hospital and checked the numbers uh, that had been tabulated overnight and he said for the first time since this started I feel like we can win for the first time thank you for your prayers uh, there are many who are on the front lines who are right in the the heart of this and uh, they need our prayers they need the strength of God uh, they they feel the heaviness of this situation um, and Jesus says to them and Jesus says to you Jesus says to all of us during this time come to me come to me I, I know that this is a heavy time I know it is but his, his instruction to us is, has never been, be anxious, be afraid, worry. His instruction has always been, when you feel the pressures of this life pressing in on you, come to me. When you feel burdened, when life is heavy, give it to me. Let me have your burden and I will give you my rest. He loves to give he has what you need and he loves to give you what he has and then finally uh, he wants to be known what is he like he, he wants to be known he I don't mean that he wants to be famous not known in that sense he wants you to know him. he wants you to know him that's why I upset they use this time to get to know Jesus because it's not that difficult a thing because he wants it more than you want it. 
He wants you to know him more than you want to know him. And all it takes is, if, is for us to just turn to him and say, Jesus, would you make yourself known to me? And he is ready and he is willing if you will pursue him, if you will turn to him. He wants you to know him. He asked the disciples once, uh, who do people say that I am? And you know, they gave some of the answers that were common. And then he looked at them and said, well, who do you say that I am? And Peter said, you're Christ. And Jesus said, my father told you that. Flesh and blood didn't tell you that. My father told you that. And so the good news for you and the good news for me as we turn and we choose to pursue Jesus and express our desire to know him better, to know him again or to know him for the first time is that Father wants you to know the Son. The Father wants you to know the Son. And so to wrap things up today, I would say these, these three things. If you're watching and you don't know Jesus, but you want to, or, or you just have questions that you want to ask, email us. Uh, email one of the Riverstone pastors. Email me. Uh, my, my email address is simply tom at riverstoneonline.org. It's really easy. It's on our website. Uh, if you don't know Jesus, but you want to know him, or you just want to ask questions about knowing him, email us. Secondly, if a Riverstoner, and you realize today that you've drifted, be brave enough to email us and just say, Pastor, I've, I've drifted, and I, I don't want to drift anymore. Be brave enough to, to send that email, to make that contact. You can just even just send us a message on, on Facebook Live. Uh, but be brave enough to do that. If, if you go to another church and you're watching this morning and you realize this morning you know I've, I've drifted then i would encourage you to reach out to your pastor reach out to some a staff person from your church or or a small group leader from your church and just tell them i've, I've drifted i don't want to drift anymore and then third if if you simply want to answer the invitation from jesus to know him better or to know him more Tell a friend. Tell a friend. You can just make the decision yourself. That's, that's fine and, and, and that's good. But I would just encourage you to tell a friend because I, I believe that that will help you. And who knows, maybe you can encourage each other uh, and, and move forward together in that. So, uh, again, uh, get to know him better. Get to know him again. Get to know him for the first time. What better use of this time could there possibly be than getting to know Jesus? Now let's pray. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for the invitation. 
you give that, that simply says, come to me. All of you who, who are weak and, and burdened, come to me and I will give you rest. Lord, I pray that, that many uh, who are watching today and will watch in the days to come, I pray that they will, they will pray the simple prayer that, that just simply says, Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I need you. We thank you for your faithfulness. We recognize, Lord, that you're always there. You're always with us, always for us. So I pray, uh, make yourself known. Make yourself known during this time. Make yourself known so that people, men and women and children all across our country and all around the world would find themselves turning to you during this time. That you could make something that is tragic, something that is painful, something that is, has brought loss to many, that you could take it and turn it into something holy for men and women and children who draw near to you we love you Lord we trust you we need you in Jesus name amen amen so thank you for for joining us today uh, we will be back on Facebook live on Tuesday at noon and then again on Wednesday at 7 p.m. and then next next Sunday so uh, thank you again for tuning in and I'll see you soon. Uh, pray for us. We will certainly pray for you.